Welcome to Unleash Your Retirement with David Corin from RVA Wealth Management. Our podcast is all about providing anyone considering retirement with the confidence they need to pursue their dreams in this new phase of life. We cover a wide range of topics, from retirement planning to investing with purpose, all while making you laugh and keeping things lighthearted. With David's years of experience and guest industry leaders to help guide us, you'll walk away feeling informed, empowered, and ready to take on your future with confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to join us on this journey to a new life. Welcome to Unleash Your Retirement with your host, David Corin. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi there, David. How are you feeling today? Outstanding, Wendy. How about yourself? Oh, it is a good day in the neighborhood. We have a guest today. Yes, we do. I have Caleb Vaughn with us. Uh, Caleb uh, has been with our firm now for four years. He's a CFP, a graduate of Virginia Tech, and uh, our primary financial planning guru around here, and also our go-to when it comes to the computers, because he uh, Tech guy. has that expertise. <laughs> it's always good to have a tech guy around. Welcome, Caleb. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on today. So how do you like being referred to as a guru? You know, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I just like to work hard and solve problems. That's what a guru does. Yeah, I would I would exactly welcome right. I would welcome that with open arms. Call me a guru. <laughs> Caleb's a little shy, I can tell David, right? He is, but he does a great job with what he what he does. He does a fantastic job and the clients have come to really respect him and enjoy working with him. So it's been a real pleasure to see his development and see our clients become comfortable with him. I think initially when he came on board, because he is, as you can see, a little bit younger. I know and people are listening, but he is younger. He's only 31. <laughs> a so baby. He's a baby in our industry. And most of our clients, you know, the, the vast majority of our clients are are into their 60s or older. And um, th- the fact that they, at first they were like, well, I don't know about this young fella. But pretty soon they got very, they realized what he brought to the table and they value him highly. In fact, a lot of them now go to him first instead of me or, or even Mike or any of us around here because they, they really respect what he brings to the table from a comprehensive financial planning standpoint. That's really what he's, he ta- he's really taken our firm to another level as far as that's concerned. Well, that's some high praise. I got to tell you, you know, it's a good always to welcome somebody that's younger and doesn't have quite, everybody wants experience, right? They're like, oh, I want somebody with the most experience. But sometimes when you bring somebody in that has different ideas, new ideas, sometimes they're better ideas. Yes, they are sometimes. And and you have to look at that. And and fortunately, uh, he brought a lot of really good new ideas to the firm. Uh, and he has a he created our our agenda, if you will, the agenda that we use now for all of our wealth management work and planning work, and that's been a big big addition to what we do. And I think from a, from a, a client perspective, uh, we have we now exceed expectations in terms of what we deliver to clients. Mm, well, that's always good. It's great to exceed expectations. So tell me what it's like to work with. RVA Wealth Management. In terms of what is it like to work with us, you know, you're going to get a, a pretty immersive experience when you come in and work with us. We're going to ask for a lot of information from you. We're going to dig. Uh, we're going to give you homework. Uh, we're going to want you to be very engaged with this process because, after all, it is 
your retirement future, your money, your everything. And it's our job to help you navigate through that. Uh, we do cash flow management. We do risk management. We do investment planning. We do tax planning. We do retirement planning. We do estate planning. We do education planning. We do debt management work in some cases. And we do a lot of charitable giving and philanthropy work with our clients. Those are the areas that we really spend a lot of time on. And that is comprehensive financial planning. So as you can imagine, given all those topics, we need lots of information from the clients and we need to know what they want to accomplish. What's their purpose? What's their goal? What's their objective? Uh, what's their dream of retirement? You know, that's everybody's different in that regard. So we zero in on what that dream is and then we build in the proper support tools in all of these different areas to make sure that those dreams are accomplished. Now, if I think that I can do this all myself, I don't, I don't, I don't need somebody to help me. I can figure this all out. What do you say to me when I tell you that? If you're, if we were just talking investments, then maybe I could say, well, yeah, you could plop money into a few funds and maybe go online and do a robo thing and learn what your risk tolerance is and get a model built out for yourself and buy some ETFs. Yeah, you might do okay that way. Uh, the problem is, is that you're not taking into consideration a lot of other things that are pretty comprehensive. When we talk about tax efficiency, tax loss harvesting, uh, when we get into helping clients with their charitable giving, with Roth conversions, how much of a Roth conversion can you do without experiencing IRMA? So when you are in retirement, once you reach age 65, there is a cost for Medicare Part B. And if you make too much money in a given year, your costs for Medicare Part B go up significantly. So what is that break point? So we analyze all of those types of things and help clients work and navigate through those issues. Will you have enough money uh, later on? And more importantly, do you understand the yield on your portfolio? So every portfolio has a yield, but most people aren't familiar with yield. Yield is the interest and dividends that your investments pay you. So it's cash flow. And so people don't realize that their investments actually can pay them cash in retirement. And in fact, in many cases, it would be enough to even cover their entire required minimum distributions for when they have to start taking those. That's another thing, navigating that issue. So it's a very complex process when you start getting into withdrawal mode on a portfolio. And that can be a lot more challenging for clients because there are all these tax considerations. Also, do you have your accounts set up properly for your estate to avoid probate? A lot of people haven't asked those questions. One of the things that this series is going to do as we go forward uh, is I am actually going to provide personal finance direction and basically a personal finance program so that people can learn about all these things that I just mentioned and dive a little bit deeper. So I can help you with that this way, but you're not going to get the personal touch of us have digging into your specific situation and your specific goals and issues. And that's when you, the more complex the situation, uh, the more important it is to seek advisors. And that would be CPAs, attorneys, and investment advisors, wealth managers, financial planners like ourselves. Wow. There is a lot of different facets that go into a lot of different things, right? Yes, there are. And I don't 
I mean, I don't want to say that, hey, you can't do this on your own because there are people out there, obviously, that could and can. However, it is complex. You do have to leverage all of your resources, which would be your professional assets that are out there properly. Uh, and you can navigate this. But if you want to be philanthropic, if you want to, if you want to help the next generation, uh, if you want to do gifting to your kids, how much can you do? What are the tax consequences? All of those types of things are areas where you using a professional advisor can really help. Okay, so I've decided I probably would benefit from getting an advisor. So I hear this term fiduciary all the time. What does that mean? Fiduciary simply means that if your advisor is a fiduciary, they're obligated to act in your best interest. And it's no more complicated than that. Now, how do we know that that's actually what? is being done. So the the easiest way to know is you can ask. You can ask your advisor if they are a fiduciary and they're obligated to answer honestly. If they have a CFP designation, they are a fiduciary because the CFP board requires all CFP certificates to act in a fiduciary manner. And what does CFP stand for? CFP is a certified financial planner. It is uh, one of the most recognized designations for financial planning professionals. So you definitely want to make sure that the person you're working with is a CFP, and that will indicate that they are fiduciary. A CFP isn't the only type of fiduciary, but that is a certainly a gold standard in the industry is uh, having a fiduciary. And uh, if you see the letter CFP, you know that the person you're working with is a fiduciary. Okay. We were talking a little bit about experience earlier. People tend to like people with a lot of experience. What do you think of a minimum amount of experience is when it comes to looking for an advisor? Minimum from in my mind is probably at least five years. And 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 having worked with a lot of different situations and a lot of different clients. But more importantly, there also needs to be succession and sort of a team that you're working with. I think a lot of people make the mistake of assuming that, okay, I've met, met this person. I like them. They're a nice person. Uh, I think they're honest and they'll, they'll help me. Well, think about this. You're talking about a third, potentially a 30 plus year relationship. Are they going to be here in 30 years when you need them? Uh, you need to have a team around that person. So you need to find out too what the succession plan is for that advisor that you're talking to. Are there people that are going to step in? And in our case, obviously, if I'm not here, I would think Caleb would be, <laughs> you know, so that that's part of the process. We have a team approach here at RVA Wealth Management where every client that comes in is working with a team. We are the team uh, here at the firm. And uh, we try to deliver on that so that the person knows that they can reach out to any of us and that there, there's continuity. Uh, so if, if I'm not here or if something happens to me, they know the people that they're going to be working with and can turn to them. The industry's really changed so that you can find a younger advisor that has good experience. So I had an opportunity coming out of uh, college to work for a larger advisory firm, learn things in a safer environment with, I don't necessarily mean training wheels is the right word, but had some oversight 
I was serving um, an advisor's clients and helping them execute on the financial planning process rather than, you know, spending all of my time and energy going out trying to find new business. I was learning the fundamentals and, and, yeah, I'd learned a lot of that in college, but had an opportunity to, to start implementing that process and seeing how that worked out and build my own confidence and seeing, you know, hey, yes, we do take these steps and it does work uh, if you follow the plan. So, so getting to see that firsthand in, in a, again, a safer environment where I was getting to work with existing clients and, and really hone my skills and rather than going out and generating new business, uh, I, I think was a much better way to uh, jump in the industry than maybe was afforded others in the decades prior. Okay. So like you said, you don't want to just hire somebody because, hey, they're they're nice and I like them. What kind of things should we be asking when we are looking for the right advisor for us? Well, obviously the fiduciary question is important, but then you need to understand, okay, are they also independent? Means that they are not beholding to any bank or insurance company to provide certain products or follow certain dictates that the the firm is asking them to do. Because you could be a CFP with that type of a setup, but really you're going to be technically sort of having products that the the, folks want you to to sell uh, which is not a good place to be, I don't think, because then you're not really independent. Anytime you're dealing with someone who's selling annuities, you are probably dealing with a salesperson, even if they put themselves out there as, as a fiduciary. You can be duly registered in our industry, uh, which means that you can sell commission products as well as being primarily a fee-for-service type of advisor. So there are two different sort of areas that you can be in, but you could also be both and straddle both. In our firm, I am duly licensed. And the reason I am duly licensed is because we have a lot of legacy accounts that we need to take care of. In addition, a lot of people come to us with annuities that we can't really in good faith replace. They're, they're, we call them underwater. We do what is called annuity rescue. So we need to have that facility to, to be able to go out and use annuities or put people into different annuities that do solve their problems. Uh, So I maintain that license, but the rest of the firm is not. And we, as a firm, don't sell those products. That's not what we do. We don't sell any product, really. We use exchange-traded funds, uh, some mutual funds, very few, but a few, individual stocks, individual bonds to provide investment management work for our clients. So there's no product that we're pushing. Uh, our only product is our best advice. That's really what we're trying to deliver to clients. We're not selling them anything or making commissions on products. That's not, that's not what we're about. And if you run into a situation where they're pushing life insurance as an investment or they've got, uh, you know, they, and, they, and you will see that and a lot of the dinner seminars, a lot of things like that, that, that people see and come in contact with. Uh, the purpose of those seminars in many cases is to sell a product. And the product is usually an annuity or a life insurance product. And honestly, those products can be sold outside of the fiduciary standing. So when you're duly registered or if you have an insurance license on the side, there's no oversight on those products. 
And so there, there's this always this risk that you're going to run into that the advisor is going to be tempted to sell a product for a higher commission. And that in that case, they're putting their interest first, not the clients. And that's what you have to look out for. You know, how, how is a, an advisor being compensated? Are they independent? Do they sell products that pay commissions to them? Ask those types of questions. And, and sometimes you'll get a, some interesting answers on that. And also, are they required to sell a product by their broker dealer uh, or the bank or the insurance firm that they are employed by? So you have to watch out for that too. So be careful of those types of things. Independent fiduciaries that are focused on providing services primarily on a fee basis, that's where you want to be working. And that's how you want to be spending your time. And just to add to David, your comments there, I like to think of our structure as we have a toolbox and that toolbox has many tools. We have our favorite tool, which is managed money. You know, we primarily are compensated as a percentage of, as a percentage of the assets that we have under management. And then we provide the services, the planning as part of that solution. But there are other ways that advisors could be paid. So they could be paid uh, with commissions, as you mentioned. Uh, They could be paid on a flat fee retainer basis, which is another way that some CFPs choose to be paid to limit the conflicts of interest. And what you want to ask, an important question to ask is, how are you paid as my advisor? Because if the answer is, well, I'm going to get a commission on the sale, then that may want, you may want to have some alarm bells ringing in your head of, oh, this, this person's selling me something. It may be my responsibility to ensure that what they're selling me is the right thing for me. Correct. It's not just suitable. Uh, as, as a fiduciary, we need to find not just something that's suitable, but something that is in your best interest as the consumer. Uh, that doesn't mean that a commission product can't be that thing, but it often results in a commission product not being the best opportunity for a client. And uh, and going back to the toolbox scenario, what David mentioned is there are a lot of salespeople out there that are selling financial or insurance products, investment or insurance related products. And what they end up looking like or functioning like is a hammer in search of a nail. And, and if you're a hammer and you see a screw, you're not going to know what to do with it. You want to find somebody that has more than one tool in their toolkit and is able to provide you a range of services and solutions to fit your needs. Great. So another thing you want to keep in mind is what the firm's planning process looks like, correct? Absolutely. Some advisors have this uh, set it and forget it mindset, especially when it comes to annuity salespeople. You know, they sell the product and they forget about it and let the annuity company service it really. And you're not going to get much service in, in that setting. And I do, you know, we are, I warn people all the time to be aware of annuities and to be conscious and cognizant that you're probably being sold something if that's what's being presented to you. Uh, and it may, may or may not be in your best interest. So you need to research it and, and look very hard at that. Uh, and a lot of times representatives out there don't even really disclose what they're getting paid 
on those types of products. They, or they gloss over it very, very, very carefully. They uh, will say that they doesn't cost you anything. There's no fee here. That's what they'll tell people. And technically you don't see a fee. They just get paid a commission. And now you've got a long surrender charge on the product. And that's how they, they cover the cost of the commission. Well, and there's also internal costs too, that they don't talk about. So there's a lot of things that you have to be aware of in those settings. So you don't want to get into a set it and forget it approach where there's a product evolved, especially. Is there an agenda being used? I think that's really important for clients. A lot of advisors, again, they will meet with clients and all they do is go over the investments. That's it. It's all about the performance. Well, you're not really dealing with a financial planning firm if that's the case. I mean, Yes, we do cover performance. If we're managing the money, we are going to dig into that a little bit, but that's a small part of our meetings with clients. The bulk of our meeting is a very comprehensive agenda that we go through that, en- that encompasses their life and what their goals are, their estate plan, their tax planning. It's all in that agenda, and we cover that in great depth. We do let them know, okay, here's where your plan is. You know, is it, we, we have this uh, green, yellow, and red kind of chart, you know, is your is your plan on target? You know, is it working from a Monte Carlo simulation standpoint? Does it make sense? And we break down those things for clients right away, right out of the gate. Hey, your plan looks great. You know, you don't have to worry about that, but let's get into these other issues that are important to you. You know, how are you going to gift to your kids? How much money do you want to put in your donor advised fund this year? Are you going to continue to, to, uh, to support that, that, that charity or that program that you're, or that university that you're supporting so heavily? And how much do you want to put in there this year? And then what can we do with that gift? You know, are there other tax implications from that? And we do meet with clients two to three times a year, depending on the client. And that's important to know too, because, you know, a lot of advisors, you know, it's a one-time thing. And sometimes it's just a phone call. You know, ours are face-to-face and if, and preferably in the office face-to-face. Sometimes people we do, we can also do this virtually. So it just depends on the client's situation, where they are, circumstances, et cetera. But we do two to three meetings. We schedule each meeting at the meeting we're having. So at the end of that meeting, we schedule the next one to make sure that we keep the client coming in here in touch because we have found that it's very important for our clients to really know what we're doing, what their plan looks like at all times, because that enables them to go out very comfortably, peace of mind, and live their lives and do the things they want to do to travel, to visit, to, to uh, spend time with, I just, we had clients, my wife actually saw them at the airport yesterday. They're, they're flying out to see a new great grandchild in California. I mean, that's, they're all excited, you know, that, yeah. and they want to be able to spend, they're going to spend a couple of weeks out there. We, we love to see that and see people enjoying their lives in retirement. So that's, that's what you want to find out. Are they, are they focused on the financial planning process at all times? That's a critical thing. And, and what that will look like is the CFP process. The Certified Financial Planner Board has established a process for financial planning. And we do our best to follow those steps through, which is first, let's establish the engagement. Let's define our relationship with our prospective client and what that's going to look like. So we'll spend a little time talking about that. We're going to gather data. As David said, we capture as much information as possible to build out a comprehensive financial plan. 
and then we start setting goals. So we ask you about what you're trying to accomplish. And then we use all the pieces that you've accumulated over the years and try to structure them in a way that's moving everything in one direction towards your objectives. Third step is to analyze and evaluate your financial situation. We'll develop a plan based on our analysis. Then we will present that financial plan um, and, and talk to you about it. We'll agree on next steps for implementation. Once it's implemented, we go into the monitoring phase and we will meet, as David said, on a regular basis, at least once with everybody, usually two or three times uh, and more as needed with clients. We're, we're available for our clients as they have major life events, even if it's off schedule. And then we're going to ongoing, we're going to communicate on an ongoing basis, provide support as needed and reassess and adjust the plan uh, as, as things change and evolve over time. I wanted to go back to the discussion about fees and stuff like that. Like, it seems like it can be very misleading when it you were saying about with the annuities and life insurance, like how do you ask things in a way that's not, I guess, uncomfortable or confrontational, but then get the real answers to the questions? The real answer lies in the service offering. If you ask your advisor, what does my relationship with you look like? And they can't give you a satisfactory answer that follows the CFP process that I just laid out, then you're probably being sold a product and you'll probably meet as often as needed for the agent to review your policy or your contract and determine whether he can sell you, he or she can sell you something new to collect a new commission. Because the, the way that these products are structured, the way the compensation is structured is a lot of it is, and the advisor can choose a couple of different ways, but often what's chosen is to maximize the upfront commission on the sale of these investment and insurance products. And then they collect a small trail that might be a quarter of a percent ongoing. And because the focus is on capturing that upfront commission, all the recurring revenue is, is minor. And ultimately you start to feel like a liability, a service liability to the advisory firm that you're working with because they don't have an incentive keep you on board if you're locked into a contract that they're already, they're going to get a trail on no matter what, because you can't get out of it without surrender charges. I see. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So make sure they follow the CFP process. Yes, that would be a great, a great advice that we would give anybody. And I, I know that we've got a, you're going to talk about the Forbes magazine, the Forbes article that I have in here on choosing an advisor. That goes into that, talks about the CFP process and recommends the CFPs be, be utilized for financial planning purposes because they know that, you know, they're fiduciaries and they, they are, they have to adhere to that fiduciary standard uh, because of that designation. That's real important to, to get that right with clients. When you, when you go to meet with an advisor and you're trying to enter, keep in mind too, that it is like a job interview for, you know, you need to treat it like you're interviewing them for their, for a job because they're going to be working with you for a long period of time. And you need to be prepared with your questions when you go in there. That's why this is sort of helpful. That's why having the, that Forbes article would be real helpful to someone who is evaluating an advisor. Because it's not just about the, the personality of the person. It's also about 
what do they deliver? You know, what do they provide to you? What are the services? You want to get the most bang for your buck that you can. You know, you want to uh, realize a lot of service for the fee that you pay, uh, if that's how, how it's structured. Uh, and you want to understand what that is and, and not just have somebody that's going to put you in a product and then forget about you. Right. Uh, and then, you know, almost, you know, servicing you is almost like a hassle. You know, they, you get that feeling. If you call and you get the feeling that, oh, well, I don't know who, who are you? You know, if that's the kind of feeling you get, you're with somebody who doesn't have your best interest at heart and is not paying attention to your plan and to your future and, and making sure that your plan reflects what you want to accomplish. And we're going to put the link to this Forbes article on how to choose a financial advisor in the show notes. Yes. Anything else you wanted to add for today before we finish up? Definitely. If you, you know, don't want to be sold a product and then forgotten, then you need to work with a fiduciary advisory that's going to provide financial planning as well as asset management. And you want to make sure you're going to get comprehensive financial planning, try to make sure that their CFP designation is there and that they are a fiduciary and that they're not out there trying to sell your product. And that's not their focus. Uh, and beware of the, the classes, a lot of some of the class people that do classes and do dinner seminars and things like that. In many cases, the way they pay for that is selling these products because they get that upfront commission coming to them. So beware of those circumstances. So if you want to reach out to us, if you have more questions, you can, you can call us at 804-497-2100 or go to our website, rvawealthmanagement.com. Well, thank you, David. Thank you, Caleb, for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you both for having me on. It was a great time. I enjoyed it. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Unleash Your Retirement podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rvawealthmanagement.com or give us a call at 804-497-2100. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of RVA Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal tax or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of RVA Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RVA Wealth Management or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services member FINRA SIPC 
Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, RVA Wealth Management, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.